This is Jimmy Burns from Melbourne, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? We have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fifty before we met. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour at the Barbecue Central Show, where we talk about only the most important barbecue and grilling items here, as we do each and every week. Just to the right of me is Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue, sitting in on the show here this evening. If you're just tuning into the second hour and wondering, who's that in front of all those televisions? <laughs> That's Aaron. That's me. Still to come on the show this evening, Jess Pryles from Hardcore Carnivore and JessPryles.com. Closing out the show this evening, Matt Grork from Grork Boys Barbecue out there in South Jersey. There's a lot of Jersey going on here. A Julian from Jersey is in. You got Matt Grork from Jersey. One time I drove through New Jersey. <laughs> My uncle used to live in New Jersey. Uh, this show being brought to you from... Palm City, USA, Cleveland. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of our video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook. Twitch is down, actually, now that I think about it. But YouTube is up as well. You can go to Facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show. Or you can go to YouTube.com slash at BBQ Central Show. And we have a YouTube poll question of the week that we're asking everybody, which is this. Between the two, which was the bigger barbecue story in 2023? Memphis and May's damage or the American Royal Open scoring issue? And 67% of you are saying it's the American Royal issue. That'll be a little bit more split up the middle there, considering how much news has generated out of the Memphis and May thing. But obviously... American Royal is a pretty big deal. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday. Taking you back to September 4th, 2016. Putting you on the spot right now, Aaron. You ever heard of anybody named Dr. Barbecue? Yeah, I think he was a judge at Hartville. Yeah, Ray Lampy, very first year. He was a guest back then, September 4th, 2016. We had a talk on a number of different items one was a huge barbecue event over in the Englands that was known as Grill Stock that has since gone away. I think it ran for somewhere between seven, maybe ten years, but it was a huge event. And then we transitioned into talking about European teams because at that point in its barbecue life, competition barbecue was spreading across the UK like crazy. It was in England, it was in Ireland, it was in Scotland. A lot of Lins over there that were really into barbecue. They were getting jambo pits shipped over, 
all the meat, all the rubs and sauces, they were turning into Americans as it came to Southern style competition barbecue like crazy. So Ray and I pontificated about European teams that were going to the Jack, possibly winning the Jack Daniels at some point, not the international side, but the legitimate, not saying that the international part isn't legitimate, but you know what I'm talking about. The main part, the reason you're really going there. And in 2004, for those that don't know, Aaron, I'm going to guess you probably don't know this bit of information, but in 2004, there was a highly controversial win at the Jack Daniels by an international team called Mad Cow that were co-pitmastered by a husband and wife team called Rick and Jackie Waite. In the middle of that controversy is pellet cooker manufacturer legend Fast Eddie Morin. Of course, the international team to win the international side of it, Mad Cow, and then they turned around and then won the normal Jack Daniels International Barbecue Cook-Off portion of it. So they won both sides of it. And immediately, Ed Fast Eddie's the one that cooked their meat. They didn't win that. It was a whole thing. Uh, 18, 19 years ago that is still being talked about today, believe it or not. But there hasn't been an international winner of the Jack since. So we were talking about what the possibility in 2016 was. Ray was very high on the fact that pretty soon there would be an international team that would come in and win the Jack again. Uh, But that hasn't happened yet. Uh, We also talked about writing cookbooks and a few other topics as well. So Ray is always a great guest. Never scared to share his opinion on what's happening in the industry, whether he agrees or disagrees. And if you're not familiar with Ray, a good way to get introduced to him this coming Friday. You can subscribe to that show or any replay of the Barbecue Central Show by visiting the BBQ Central Show dot com slash subscribe and you can subscribe in any different way through any different platform and don't forget if you want to hear a guest again that you think's been lost in the archives you can email john solberg the executive producer of the best moments of barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less and let him know what you would like to hear j-o-n john at the bbq central show.com and you listen to the best moments show yeah what's your favorite one the last one that's your favorite one <laughs> yeah everyone Every single what have you done great. for me lately? I want to call myself out on something. Stand by for this. A barbecue I'm central ashamed. show exclusive news update. Greg Raffi reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the city that breaks the most live fire breaking. Hmm, the city that breaks the most live fire breaking news across the country. Nay, the globe. So I don't know if this has even ever happened before on the show or not. I'm guessing not. But when I was closing out the show last week, I left out September 11th, 2001. Mm. Didn't call it out as I have in my mind for the last ever since the show has been live, February 7th of 2008. Didn't realize it until someone messaged me this afternoon and said, hey, you left us a little bit differently last Tuesday. And I, of course, fell for it hook, line, and sinker and said, what do you mean? And then here we go. And I said, that couldn't possibly be right. And the gentleman came back to me and said, I went back and listened to it two times in a row before I even messaged you about it just to make sure that I wasn't incorrect. So, of course, not trusting him, I went back and listened to it. And indeed, 
I got through all of it properly except for the September 11th 2001 call out which I always do so this is a no excuses house and I am not obligated to say it every week but it's important to me and that's why I do it so last week I did not do it Andrew you are not I did not do it but I will try to get back on track tonight and restart the streak which is going to take another 17 years to get to where we were as of last week. Because I don't think I've ever not said it. I believe I've actually caught myself not saying it, running it back in previous shows and making sure that I always got it in there. In the final analysis, for whatever reason, once I start setting up the close, just like the open, it's a very mechanical in how it operates. So usually when I say, so how do I always leave you? And it's, I might as well just shut my brain off. It all happens automatically and away we go and the show ends. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. For whatever reason, I decided to crowbar in a promotion at the end of the month that we're going to be talking about or we're going to be arguing and then ushering in a new Barbecue Central Show's guest hall of fame at the end of the month with the embedded correspondence. I don't know why I stuck it in there. I don't know why I thought about that, but that obviously screwed me up royally. And September 11, 2001, suffered in the meantime. So I apologize for that. It will not happen again as long as I know about it. But obviously, it just didn't even cross my mind. So we will start anew this evening. All right, Big Papa Smokers is here and they want you to listen up because our pals at Big Papa Smokers has something especially just for you. Listeners of this show whether you're a seasoned pitmaster like Aaron or a grilling newbie like me, Big Papa Smokers is your one-stop shop for all things barbecue from their championship rubs, mouth-watering sauces uh essential accessories they've got what you need to take your food to the next level whether you're on the competition circuit or you're in your own backyard there's the cherry on top for what big papa smokers is offering listeners the barbecue central show an exclusive deal use the promo code rempe at checkout that's r-e-m-p-e to get ten dollars off your next purchase of fifty dollars rub sauces, accessories, what have you. Imagine the possibilities, if you will. Evaluate your ribs with Big Papa's Sweet Money or add Big Papa's Desert Gold on top of your chicken or better yet, veggie. Pick up Big Papa's Double Secret. Add it to your steak. Great! Don't forget, head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com and start shopping today. Use the code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, at checkout to claim your $10 off your next order of $50 or more. You're a big fan of Big Papa's, right, Aaron? Yeah. Of course. Also, don't forget to check out Big Papa's full line of recipes at cookingwithbigpapa.com. That's cookingwithbigpapa.com. And, of course, follow them on the social medias for amazing recipes. Here's Jess Priles is ready to go. So we'll get to her in just one second. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rempe. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back to this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker. The most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional. It's a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you good folks over at Pit Barrel Cooker. My next guest was last on the show in June. CEO of the Hardcore Carnivore brand of products. Also, constantly creating recipes on her namesake website, JessPriles.com. She's written a book, cooked in very cool festival settings, launched a line of sausages, does spokesperson work, is a degreed meat scientist, and she happens to be a Barbecue Central Show's guest, Hall of Famer. We welcome back Jess Priles to the show. Jess, are you ready to talk some live fire tonight? Am I what? Wait. That's a firm yes. Wait, wait, wait. That microphone is not working. I'm getting your... I'm getting your uh, whatchamacallit microphone. So, no. Yes. So, very simple. Do you have the uh, little gear cog on the toolbar? Yes. Click that. Click the Samson thing. There's, hit reconnect. There's no way. I did that. All right. Hang on. Why don't you tell the people more about our game that we do weekly while I figure this out? I mean, what are the chances? That Mike, it's Mike Knight. You're right. I mean, we suffered through your microphones. I mean, that was incredibly embarrassing. In, out, in, out. This headset, that headset. I mean, give me a break. How about now? How about now? 100%. There you go. Like, I mean, it's like night and day. Good for you. Truly just refreshing the browser? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, I mean... Science. It, it should be... I don't want to get in the weeds here, but... Like it should be easier let's, let's just not with you're right. Let's not do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just not. Are you ready we'll to talk live. some live fire tonight? Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> we have a YouTube poll question of the week. We're asking everybody. By the way, Aaron, Jess, Jess, Aaron, Hello. Aaron sitting in studio Hi, here, by the way. Uh, between see. the two, which was the bigger barbecue story of 2023? The Memphis in May damage fiasco or the American Royal Open scoring fiasco. Okay. The actual biggest story was the American Royal scoring fiasco, but the one that Greg was more obsessed with was mm-hmm. the Memphis in May. I've no! Ne- I've never heard him talk about Memphis in May. You haven't? <laughs> Outrageous. It's literally the last, all he's social. The last about. three weeks, I have opened the show talking about the American Royal open scoring fiasco by but the way cumulatively yes but uh, Memphis and May has just produced sickeningly more content for me to report on than the American oh, Royal tell me this is this a breaking exclusive um no but it's, oh. it's not not this time 62% of the voting public are agreeing with Jess Pryles that the American Royal open scoring fiasco is the bigger news story of 2023, which means 38% of people think that Memphis and May is. How's the sausage business going? It's great. Is it? Who would have thought that I would have gotten into wieners? But here we are. <laughs> is HEB happy with sales so far? How does that track exactly? 
They are very happy. Um, we're actually looking at developing new flavors for down the line. It's going really well. So we're just coming up to the end of the first quarter. So they've been out for nearly three months. And I can tell you that jalapeno cheddar is a front runner. Of course. What's Obviously. A, but what's number two? Uh, beef brisket. Oh, okay. Well, that was going to be my next guess. Sure. You have four flavors, right? Correct. Not to be a dumbass. How many more flavors can you introduce before it becomes like too many? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was only going to have one seasoning and now nine later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know how I did it without that. I don't know how I made shrimp before chili lime. Hmm. I don't know how I cooked a steak without black. I don't know how I made holiday stuff without fried turkey. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, the answer is lots. Like, what if I decide to do a cereal blend, like a Lucky Charms, you know, sausage? You wouldn't ever I'm not, do that. I'm, wouldn't I? Wouldn't I probably do wouldn't make a. The, the only reason I wouldn't specifically make a Lucky Charms sausage is because I wouldn't be able to use the trademark. <laughs> because it would be gross AF. That's why you would never sausage. do it. Yeah, but Greg Rampy would talk it? about it on his show. <laughs> Have you no, done it? No, but. I haven't, but you know, they sell not so much with the smoked sausages, but I've seen a really weird variety of fresh sausages, like with gummy bears in them. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. <laughs> what? Yeah. Aaron, have you had yeah, gummy bear sausage? I've seen it. I know what she's talking about, but I mean, I think like for sausages, you can get gimmicky because they'll sell because I'm like, well, what does it taste like? And they just buy wow. it. Yeah. No way. Yeah. People are curious and it's a low barrier to entry with the price. Sausage curious. Who would have thought? Are you doing some kind of college football tailgate series? Yes, we just wrapped it up. So I went to five different games around Texas with HEB because they were doing a big home gator thing where they were giving away a thousand bucks a week to someone at home. And we finished at A&M University, which is really interesting because when I moved to Texas, I had to pick a football team because I hadn't been to college in the States and I was living in Austin, so I picked the Texas Longhorns, whose T-shirt I am currently wearing. And I have a lot of burnt orange, and I was like, yay, Texas, the team's just called Texas, cool. And then over the years, I, I did a lot of stuff with A&M, you know, involved in brisket camp, married this Aggie, and um, eventually ended up going to Iowa State. So technically, I would be a cyclone, right? Yeah. So that's a whole thing. We've been to College Station twice now, mm. right? I'm just going to say this. Sorry if there are any Aggies listening. I love your meat science program. I think there's something weird with you, y'all's obsession with how much you hate Texas. Because here's the thing. First of all, this is a great story, but you got to hear it. The last time and only time I was at College Station at Kyle Field, I did a whole thing with the meat science department that was filmed and broadcast on the Jumbotron at halftime. Wow. This time, we filmed the Tailgater of the Week on the Jumbotron. That's two for two priles on the Jumbotron at wow. Kyle Field. Meanwhile, Aggie husband hasn't had a look in ever on the Jumbotron, <laughs> might I say. But we're watching them ultimately lose to Alabama. <laughs> and halfway through, they stopped their game in between one of the drives to announce that Texas had just lost to Oklahoma. <laughs> what other school is petty enough to stop... I and mean, take a beat. Who is it? Ohio State. Yeah, like, Ohio Michigan? State. I mean, Ohio come on. What are you totally talking about? That. Michigan would totally do that, too. Ohio are State. you serious? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't even mention Michigan by name. We call it the state up north. 
What about the colors? Like, because you, no one gives a shit if you wear maroon in Austin, but if you wear any spectrum of burnt orange in college or any orange in College Station, it's like oh. immediate grounds for dismissal. Yeah, I mean, you would never wear the maize and blue in Ohio. You would never wear the scarlet and gray in Michigan. Those are like but that's an gang oddly colors. specific combination. Like, when would you? I have plenty of orange T-shirts that aren't affiliated with the university, but yeah. I don't know when you'd bring blue and yellow together at any other time. I don't know, but I know those colors in combination can get your face punched in depending on what street you're at in Ohio or Michigan with the scarlet and gray. So it's it's not just a Texas thing. I mean, it's a college football thing, especially if you have those deep rooted rivalries. So Ohio State plays Penn State this coming weekend, yeah. Battle of Undefeateds. And it's like, eh. But if it was, you can lose every game either as a Michigan person or as an Ohio State person, as long as Michigan or Ohio State wins that game, depending on what school you're from. It's a victorious season. As long as you beat Ohio State or as long as you beat Michigan, then that's okay. Huh. Yeah, we'll get we'll do better next year, but at least we beat Ohio and, State. And they'd stop during the official oh, game yes. to tell you that the rival yes. lost. Yes, of course. It just speaks to me, a lesser yes. school, a lesser program to me. <laughs> just saying. I assume... You are in full-blown Thanksgiving content creation mode right now? I don't want any more turkey. (laughs) Are you that far into it already? No, I've just started, but Mm. I look at my website and there's like seven fucking turkey recipes on there. You know, like (laughs) fried, spatchcock, butter roasted, butter basted, grilled, smoked, filleted, rotisserie, whatever. And... Um, sometimes I'm just tempted to repackage it and other times I'm like, never, I might, I might post a new one. So definitely I'm about to get Turkey deep here in the next couple of weeks. Faux show. Anything outside of the box that you're going to bring to the table? I'm working on a triple meat, like a meat lovers stuffing with the smoked sausage. Mm-hmm. Cause what is better in stuffing than even more meat perhaps? As well as butter, obviously. That's a given. Um, and uh, no, 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 no. I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do a smoked one. And we're doing a lot of stuff with prime rib too, because especially here in Texas, beef is a big thing at holiday tables. Yeah. Aaron, is uh, Mr. Brisket sell a lot of uh, like rib roast and shit for Thanksgiving? Rib roast. We sell a lot of kosher turkeys. Kosher turkeys is our big seller. Mm. We're actually going to try and do a video soon of a deconstructed turkey. That's our big seller. Mm. But Christmas would be more of the, the beef it's stuff. All right rib roast start full yeah. cooler. Yeah. Uh, Probably not selling a whole bunch of kosher stuff at Christmas. No, not as much. No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Are we fresh cranberry fans or do we like the out of the jar, take the imprint of the can cranberries? Because I'm the latter. <laughs> Funny you say that. I buy, I buy fresh cranberries look best in food styling and food photography. And I remember the first year that I was married and I decided to put together a little Thanksgiving feast for Chris. And of course, by the time Thanksgiving comes, we're usually burnt out yep. on all of the food styling you've done. But I wanted to make it special for him. And it was my first Thanksgiving kind of with my new family, which was him in the States. And I did all this shit from scratch and whatever. <laughs> and he turns around and asks me where the fucking... Canned cranberry wow. sauce. Fire tonight. 
And now, do you need me to dial it back? No, really, bring it. Or, or do you want me to drop a couple C bombs? Because no, yes, like, <laughs> that way. that I do. Yes, you know that. <laughs> um, and yeah, so now to the to, so now there has to be. Apparently, I wasn't aware of all this because this is your um, rich culture, not mine. But. Apparently, it has to be the canned variety, and it has to be cut into these discs, gelatinous yeah. slices. Yes. The discs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah, they can go, like, right on top of your turkey, mashed potato with gravy, and then yep. crowned with a disc of cranberry. Why not? That it's makes your, a lot of sense. It's your sweet and I feel salty. like you could do a whole... <laughs> I'm getting an idea right now for, like, a slider that just has, uh-huh. like... You know, a disc in it with some other shit. Yeah. So, I thought you were getting guys. an idea to go back to Australia because you've you've had enough. We've completely turned you off at this point to American. No, they have a lot of eating. shrimp at at the holidays. Yeah, because it's yeah. hot. Yep. Yeah. Not on the, not even on the Barbie. I was just not going to say that. I was not. Gonna yeah, say you were. That. You were thinking not. it. No, definitely not. I did a turkey Wellington with the canned stuff, just in the stuffing. Hmm. Turkey Wellington. Yeah. You ever done turkey Wellington, Jess? Wait, are you saying the Wellington part was the, the, the like? Yes. Did you just wrap? Yeah, the turkey, the turkey around. Out. Like rolled out, I butterflied out the breast and rolled it with stuffing, smoked it, you know, and brought it up to about you know like one sixty and you know, like one fifty five. Just keep it a little under to put on the around the uh, dough, and then put it in the dough and roasted it. It took like fifth in the turkey smoke competition. Wow. I've okay, never but hear me it. out. Yeah. When you first said it, what I imagined was that <laughs> the cranberry was like the fillet, oh, and you just rolled an inti- a turkey around an entire jar, a can now of cranberry Now that's a winner. Now we got to do that yeah. now. Yeah, that's a winner. Please do that. Please. And tag me. I will. I need to see it. <laughs> Can we briefly talk about the worst kept secret in the world of barbecue, which is Jess Priles is doing a TV show? Yeah. I saw Let's. that too. Did you see it on? Did you see or mention it on this show? Uh, I forget where I saw it, but hmm. it was somewhere. Yeah, Kevin's barbecue <laughs> joints, I think it was. If memory serves me right. So what's happening he, with uh, this show? He broke it, uh, <laughs> and then I had to say something publicly about it. Um, so um, I can't tell you where, and I yep. can't tell you when. It'll be sometime next year. Yeah. But because we're still currently filming mm. uh, ten episodes. Uh, of an actual TV show, not a, not a, not a streaming thing. Oh yeah, right. Like a like, there's real people filming me, which is very exciting. Do we? Uh, there's do we some hunting. There's some cooking. Yes, I can't announce that. We yet. can't announce it. Right. It'll be on the television. I can't announce it. Okay. Cable channel. It'll be, it'll be on channel three, five, or eight. It'll be it it, it it's not a major free to air network. Yes. Does right. that make it better? Yes. But it's going to be available and it's going to be great. And the best part is that I have a huge amount of say mm. and input into it, um, both where we're going, the stories we're telling, what we're doing, keeping it authentic and real. Mm. And also even in the editing, which has been really nice that I, you know, I get presented with it. It's like, hey, this isn't right. This is out of context. And, you know, that that's unheard of in today's day and age of TV. It's yeah. sort of like you get what you get and, and you'll enjoy it because this might be your only chance. So um, I, I, I bided my time 
a lot since moving here, sort of knowing that, you know, you, you get sniffed around by production companies and I've done Beat Bobby Flay and did a whole TV show in New Zealand this year as well and bits and pieces. Um, and well, then this just landed and it was kind of amazing. You did I'm Beat excited Bobby for y'all Flay? To see it. I was a judge on Beat Bobby Flay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't beat him, but I did judge him. What do you think about him? Douche or good guy? He's actually a really good guy. And yeah. I'll tell you this. They had a setup at the back of the studio where we tried the food off camera hot to make sure that we were doing a fair judging mm. first, which was quite unheard of in production. Mm. So That's, they show it to you morals. behind the scenes and then they do the, this is our three experts to do it up they front. show that it's it's blind tasting behind the scenes so you walk into a black black room yeah. and they present the two dishes and you get like right after they finish cooking them so that you can try them as they intend it because as you can imagine a lot of the mm -hmm. dishes will sit there for 30 60 that. 90 yeah. minutes uh, so typically when you judge 99 percent of any food tv you're eating cold food and you have to account for was it congealed? Was it cooked perfectly? Was it actually too rare and then actually mm. came up to perfect temperature mm. because it's rested that long? Yep. Um, so you have to sort of use your cooking intuition for a lot of it. So this was, I mean, it's a lot of work for them to sort of do that enough that usher the judges in, but I think it speaks to how seriously he wants to be considered the winner, not just because he's Bobby Flay. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jess, you want to play cool. a game? Yes. Hey, it's the game sweeping the nation called Which is Better? And today we're going to be playing with a new contestant, Jess Priles. Just before we play, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Jess Priles, originally from Australia, currently in Austin, Texas. I'm a big meat nerd. I also like using hardcore carnivore a lot, and so should you. All right, here we go. How about that? Okay. It's always new every every time. Every quarter, it's always a new intro, which is fabulous. I appreciate it. All right. I gave you a heads up earlier that the genre is 80s hair band. Just between you the did. two, which is the better rat song? Back for more. Or body talk. You've you've actually you might have nearly stumped me on this one. That was that that is the last band I would have thought of. Sorry. That's the last band I would have thought of. Really? You said eighties hair metal. Yeah, like uh, like at least five before them. <laughs> so I'm gonna say body talk. Body talk. All right. Do you want uh, me to name the other five? For future episodes? No, no, no. It's, I cannot. I'll, I'll you should it. just keep it as a surprise. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Aaron, your your answer doesn't count, but do you have a, a guess? No. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, between the two, which is the better rat song? Back for more or body talk? And Jess Pryles is finalizing body talk? Yeah, lock it in. All right. Locked it in and... Wouldn't you know it. Yes! Body talk is right. <laughs> I'm shocked. I thought Greg. for sure maybe it would have been you would have decided back for more because there's 
a lot of intro and guitar stuff going on there. And I had to pick, you know, so uh, Back for More, Out of the Cellar, but not nearly the best song in Out of the Cellar. Uh, I think Body Talk's by far the best song out of Dancing Undercover out of their 1986 album. But you are on a roll, really, You are really a rat fan. I know. I was just going to say, this is like four or five in a row. Yes. This is amazing. At at what point do I get some kind of participation ribbon and or trophy? Well, I think at some point we just kill the game because now it appears like it's too easy. And that no, I love the game. That's not the idea. Wow. You You are doing very well. So we say congratulations. Look. Uh, every quarter, you can see Jess Prowls right here on the Barbecue Central Show. But in the meantime, if you are in the need for rubs and sauces and other accoutrement, you go to hardcorecarnivore.com. Or if you want recipes, you go to jessprowls.com. Jess, always appreciate the time, and we will see you in 2024. Oh, my gosh. Thank that? you, guys. Right. Absolutely love being a part of this. Cheers. Always appreciate it. <laughs> And that's just Prowls right there. So now I had to catch something and I missed it. Let me make sure I got this. All right. Okay, good. She was shot out of a cannon air. Yeah. F bombing. Fired up. Threatening the C word. <laughs> that's what I like right there. We missed a couple of sausage fest jokes in there. I'm oh, no. I'm mad I, about I, I got, Oh, you, you missed them? Yeah. Yeah. The thing. Franklin makes offset barbecue pits. We know this. We talked to Wes Wright, who has a Franklin barbecue pit out there in Michigan, the state up north. For barbecue purists, this is a pit that you want to consider. They're built right here in the States with all American steel, built to last, built with purpose. What you have with the Franklin Pit is a deeply thought out and refined version of the old propane style cookers that Aaron uses for his restaurant. Stylistically, it reflects the bare bones industrial handmade aesthetic that he loves, as in patina and the way the build allows you to see the welds and the craftsmanship. Primarily made of 516th and quarter inch thick steel made here in America. In a word, it's strong. Anything that sees heat's engineered to be incredibly solid should last a century or more if cared for properly. You can't overstate how important thickness of steel is because it guarantees professional-grade heat retention. It's the key to producing good barbecue. Every Franklin pit unique unto itself with its own patina, natural markings, and its very own badge number. Franklin Pits can be found at fine barbecue specialty stores in select regions of the country. If you're a fan of the show and you happen to own such a store, you've been looking to bring in an offset pit. Why not consider becoming a certified Franklin dealer? Visit FranklinBBQPits.com, fill out their dealer form, and you are now under consideration. If you're a fan of the show and you want to own a Franklin barbecue pit, but you don't have a certified Franklin dealer nearby... You can also visit franklinbbqpit.com, and you can purchase a pit right there on the Franklin Barbecue website. It ships right to your driveway. If you have any questions along the way, you make sure to hit the Contact Us link at the bottom of the website. See him in person. Aaron saw him in person right there at Hartville, Ohio. By the way, if you're within a three, four-hour radius, Hartville Hardware is... All sorts of reasons why you would want to go visit there, not the least of which is to see a Franklin barbecue pit in person. 
franklinbbqpits.com. That's franklinbbqpits.com. And we'll be back with Matt Grork from Grork Boys Barbecue right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And we thank Jess Priles for joining us last segment. HardcoreCarnivore.com and JustPriles.com, our website. This portion of the show being brought to you by Aladino Tobacco, a family-run, vertically integrated manufacturer known for its authentic Corojo tobacco, grown at the JRE Tobacco Farms in Honduras, a premium cigar, original Cuban C Corojo. Flavor characteristics are unique. Brings you back to the golden era of cigars in Cuba from 1947 to 1961. Approach is prioritizing flavor to contemporary smokers. A sensational experience is what you get with a range of blends, making sure there's something for everybody to enjoy. Find a retailer near you by visiting JREtobacco.com. The good folks over at Aladino, which I certainly appreciate, and they are my favorite cigars, especially the Corojo Reserva line. Coming out of the bullpen tonight is part of the newly launched Embers TV live streaming platform. Socially, he is on all the platforms and doing very well on all of them. Maybe you've seen him on TV or you subscribe to his popular YouTube channel. If you have no idea who he is, you're in for a treat tonight because we'll dive into all of that as well. Let's welcome in the pitmaster of Glork Boys Barbecue and partner in Rub City first timer, Matt Glork, joining me. Hey, Matt. What is up, Craig? How are you? We have a YouTube poll question of the week that we're asking everybody, Matt. We need your answer post-haste. <laughs> Between the two, which is the bigger barbecue story of 2023? The Memphis and May damage fiasco or the American Royal scoring fiasco? Man, I I wish I was a competition guy. Why do I not know about either of them? <laughs> you don't know either? I know nothing. You just I have a rock, no, man? I have no interest in competition barbecue whatsoever. It's crazy. <laughs> what? Well, talk to me real quick. What happened? In a 30-second nutshell. Fiasco. In a 30-second nutshell. Holy crap. Memphis and May had their last event, in, well, now the last event in Tom Lee Park this year because they were given a $1.5 million damage bill after they tore up the newly renovated Tom Lee Park. <laughs> and then the American Royal Good Open Lord. scoring fiasco was uh, a, a issue in the pork score. There was a three-hour delay in getting those scores up, announcing overall they announced the wrong winner. Uh, fifth place ended up going to first place. First place went down to second place. There were a host of other teams that either went up or down a little or a lot. Oh my scoring God. fiasco. So knowing that, which one is right, more so knowing that, knowing that, listen, like the damage fees, you're dealing with a bunch of barbecue people. I mean, you got to expect to, you know, I'm not too surprised at that one actually, just <laughs> in terms of how we party. But the scoring thing, man, yeah, that's terrible. I mean, I have a couple buddies that, that do competition, and 
I know that, you know, that's that does not sound like a good situation at all. Well, you'll be happy to know that 64% of the voting public are also in agreement with Matt. Nice. See so, that? There yep. you go. Uh, Aaron, uh, we have a uh, in-studio <laughs> guest, uh, Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue. He also sided with the American. You sided with American Royal, right? Yeah. And uh, I also sided with the American Royal as well. Uh, Matt, let's get going with you here. Uh, for the folks that aren't aware, your live fire background and where you're based out. So uh, I'm in South Jersey. Uh, is that my wife just yeah, she's like ducked down like nobody saw her? Great. <laughs> she's she's we're fostering kittens, yeah. and anyone that knows me will laugh if they're watching this because the cats tend to be part of my story. Oh, um, I currently have 13 in my house right holy now. Holy shit! Yeah, holy shit! Wow. It's no joke. Well, I mean, five of them are being fostered. The so. uh, the good news is this. Uh, well, it's not good news. I have four cats in my house. I want zero cats. I have four cats. Um, one of uh, one of my I want, cats. I want zero. One of my cats peed on my very expensive mixer in the beginning of holy the year and crap. almost ruined my whole life. Uh, I also have Jesus. a book of poems right here. <laughs> It's called I Could Pee on This and Other Cats, uh, Other Poems I love by that. Cats. So, I uh, love that. That's a, phenomenal. In a past show, my <laughs> oldest daughter read a number of selections that were her favorite uh, poems out of that. All right. So, so you're, you're a cat dad, whether you want to be or well, not. Uh, and, it's, I mean, and it's I don't want to be, but yes, I am. So I yeah, feel some I mean, of look, your pain, but is, you have nine more cats is, than me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Funny. So South Jersey. South Jersey, I'm about 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, my live fire grilling barbecue background really started in the parking lot of Lincoln Financial Field, the vet, uh, Philadelphia Eagles season ticket holder for 20 plus years. Huh? You know, my dad took me when I was a kid to the vet. Um, you know, taught me how to pee in a sink uh, when the urinals were all taken up yep. you know as philly fans did at the vet um, so yeah i mean it all started there you know when we got season tickets for the link and my dad and me and my, my two brothers started going um all together it was just we were there at 6 a.m tailgating grilling and i kind of took over that part of the tailgates you know they always handled the driving and the transportation and the beverages and i handled the food you know, so that was so, the indoctrination into live fire. That that was the start, man. I mean, I worked in restaurants my whole life, waiting tables, a uh, little bit in the back of the house, but mostly front of the house stuff. But um, had an interest in food and the the potential of going into culinary, but just never did. Had too many chefs that I worked under um, tell me, you know, if if you don't want a family and you want to spend holidays in the kitchen cooking <laughs> yep. and you don't ever want to see your kids or if you don't want to have kids then come on be a chef hmm. and i was pretty much at 17 like yeah that doesn't sound too great yeah. and it kind of discouraged me from all that so um you know i had johnson and wales on my radar you know all that kind of stuff but uh yeah that went down the tubes pretty quick after a talk with a couple chefs you know i wasn't into working 18 20 hour days so how does the <laughs> the barbecue and grilling thing come up and when you start jumping into it to a degree so uh you know the passion was kind of started through the tailgating stuff and then really it it, it took off roughly around 2017 16 17 
my father-in-law actually dropped off a, a small little master-built propane smoker, the 36-inch box smoker um, propane. He had ordered one from Amazon and never used it. It was still in the box, and he dropped it off in my house one day and was like, here, you know, he knew I tailgated. He was like, give it a try. You could play with it. And that night, I went to Sam's Club. I think I bought turkey legs, chicken wings, a brisket, a pork butt. I bought every protein you could possibly buy. And, you know, I was Googling everything. I was watching YouTube. I knew that I had to soak my wood chips before I put them in the smoker. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you guys laugh at that. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was the most important thing. Because we've both probably done it. (laughs) Right. You know, and, and I put every I had no idea about time and temperature and internal temperatures. And I just threw everything in the smoker at the same time. Mm. You know, I turned turned the beef that the brisket into beef jerky and um, probably undercooked my chicken. And I don't know, it was a disaster, but there was something about sitting up at five in the morning because I woke up at the butt crack of dawn to fire that thing up. And, you know, there was something about being awake at 5 a.m. No kids, nobody up, just me on a Saturday, you know, sitting out back with my coffee and my thoughts and you know it was just there was there was something that hooked me man and ever since then i just kind of got addicted to it you know just trying to learn as much as i could and shortly after that the social media stuff started you know i mean i was on instagram and all that when it was just photos and i started posting pictures of my barbecue you know there was no video at the time um and it was just food that i was posting so are you doing this full time yeah no, I'm not. Um, I'm I'm a full time teacher. Uh, I I just started uh, my 21st year. Uh, I'm teaching high school. I'm a health and phys ed teacher. And uh, lo and behold, with everything that's gone on over the last handful of years with me, and um, in this food business that we're in, this barbecue business specifically, I was asked by my administration if. Uh, if I would be willing to teach uh, culinary at my high school. <laughs> so I am a 20-year phys ed teacher, health and phys ed teacher um, that is now in a kitchen teaching culinary to high school kids. So we made pumpkin bread today in, uh, <laughs> in class. Are we doomed? So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. Listen, I am always, I am always impressed by these kids, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not, you know, in the last few years in terms of social skills and their ability to, you know, look people in the eye when they speak and actually enunciate and speak with tone and and, and volume. You know, they friggin' whisper and mumble. Uh, but I feel like I probably did when I was a kid, too. It's just what kids do. But, um, you know, they, they get it, man. But I really see in, in a very short and fast few weeks that since school started... There's an interest, man. These kids want to know how to cook. They want to know how to handle themselves in the kitchen. They want to know, you know, you got all these bros that want a protein, you know, mm-hmm. that want to cook their proteins and meal prep. <laughs> so, like, I can hook them up a little bit with some tips in terms of the meat and the protein stuff. So, nah, there's an interest, and it's it's a pretty cool mixture between the girls and the guys. You know, home ec culinary isn't just for the ladies anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, my classes are pretty much split 50-50, so that's a pretty cool thing too. So, being able to be in a position where I'm where I'm able to 
you know, maybe get kids to wake up on a Saturday and make some pancakes or something for their parents is is a pretty cool thing. How you balance work life and barbecue life? It's just, Greg, you guys, you, both of you are probably probably relate to it so much. It gets to a point where you just you just do it like you yeah. figure it out. And that's the only way I can explain it to people, because I don't really know how I do it. I feel like I don't stop ever thinking about content and thinking about what I'm going to post next or what I'm going to cook next. Um, you know, the night before, you know, but when I go to bed at night, I'm thinking about what I have to do in the morning at school, um, what I have to prep for when I get there. I really don't bring work home, you know, so when I get home, I'm strictly just dealing with, you know, family and my kids and my wife and sports and taxiing the kids everywhere we need to get them to because they're nine and seven now i have two boys and they're playing soccer they're playing flag football they're doing swim they're you know it's just non-stop so uh i've actually since school started have probably not posted as much or cooked as much as i would like to but i have gotten to travel quite a bit have some other things going on that have kind of trumped just making content on you know social media so i've been busy i've been away on weekends you know more than not so and it looks like it'll probably continue over the next few months but um yeah it's just i, I think you just grind and you get to a point where you do it you know i don't have a team i don't have anyone filming for me i edit everything myself mm -hmm. so you know i have a lunch period at school tomorrow i'll edit some videos you know um that's it you know that's pretty much how i roll Social media wise, you have good numbers across all platforms. However, TikTok, next level shit, almost three and a half million followers or subscribers or whatever the hell you call them on TikTok. When did it start to click on TikTok and how do you leverage it to your advantage? So I was on TikTok back. And be, most people are surprised to hear it. Like I, I, my first post on TikTok was December of 2018. Um, l at least two years before, I would say the majority, large majority of people even knew it existed. I think when COVID hit, there was a huge wave of people coming from Instagram to TikTok yep. because they finally started to believe in it or see other people getting results. Um, and when I say results, I mean like monetizing, you know, and making money um, and growth. So that's what it was for me. 2018, I started. I was contacted by the parent company that that started TikTok to be part of their early creator program, oh. and uh, I was actually paid in 2018. TikTok paid me six hundred dollars a month to post thirty videos, <laughs> one video a day. Wow! Yeah, it's crazy, and most people don't know this. So, six hundred bucks for thirty videos a day, thirty videos a month, and I'm talking like. Four second videos, like silly transitions, like it could be anything. Hmm. Um, there were no real guidelines. It certainly evolved over the years, but um, then COVID hit, man, and that's when things kind of skyrocketed. When I started battling with the vegan teacher on TikTok, um, there was this lady. She had an account called the Vegan Teacher, and I kind of, you know, went at her a little bit in a video saying. I'm the new teacher in town. I'm the meat <laughs> teacher. And I kind of named myself. 
and then that caught on. So now I'm kind of referred to as the meat teacher at times. And um, that really blew it up because anytime you do anything controversial or, you know, like any kind of beef, you know, pun intended, uh, that that that's how you go viral. I had a couple beefs back and forth with some other big creators, uh, Jack Cuso, a uh, buddy of mine, Chef Cuso on social media. Um, he and I went back and forth on TikTok. You know, it seemed like there was early on where he and I kept getting compared uh, by by people watching our videos, huh. tagging us in each other's videos, trying to start, you know, trying to start. So Jake and I got out on and we were like, yo, why don't we ride with this and we'll just pretend we fucking hate each other. Yeah. And and we did that <laughs> for like six months. We did that. Like we talked shit about each other. We called each other out in videos. We were in each other's comments um, and people loved it. And and we grew because of it. <laughs> um, and Jack's now sitting at, I don't know, four million or three and a half million on TikTok, too. Wow. So if anyone's out there and wants to grow on TikTok, just start shit with somebody. <laughs> you know? So they're paying you 600 bucks to start a month for doing... 30 videos like one a day you said yep yep what's that money like it was now is it there still is it more or is it gone um so i would say the majority of people on tiktok would probably not be too happy about how tiktok monetizes as an app um i don't think there's a ton of money to be made i mean i'm not making a lot of money on tiktok from the app my monetization comes from brand deals mm. and opportunities to to represent brands. Um, you know, currently I'm doing a big campaign with Kingsford. So um, I've done a campaign with their charcoal before. I'm now doing a campaign with their pellets. Um, so that's where the big opportunities come in terms of monetizing. It's kind of outside the app. When you're taking into consideration a kingsford or whatever other big name that's approached you because you got some big numbers there and they want to leverage your eyeballs for their product do you have to bring all that stuff in-house first and test or do they just flash cash and you're like oh well hope it works good or i don't really give a shit whether i like it or not i like money i mean that's a good question i i think there's probably a lot of people out there that just see dollar signs and who gives a shit what they're using you know if you're paying me i'll use it and i'll say it's great yeah, aaron's like um, the, the forest gump the forest <laughs> gump analogy yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> i love this ping pong I, um, battle <laughs> <laughs> i've I, I mean i was reached out to going back a few years ago by a company i could just use an ex- as an example uh, that where I did exactly what you just said. Uh, they're they're called the Good Charcoal Company, yeah. and um, I mean product, a uh, little pricey, but they're now in Sam's Club, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff, and and I had gotten that and tried it out and loved it. Uh, did a little bit of work with them, so it's something I definitely with Kingsford. Man, going back to two thousand and. 2000 2001 in those philadelphia eagles parking lots kingsford is what i always used because it was readily accessible it did it's just did the job and you know so for me it was almost like a a throwback type opportunity when 
you know, I get reached out to by Kingsford. I'm like, oh shit, like that's pretty friggin' cool. Um, so a lot of that for me with with a brand like Kingsford. I wanted to have you on tonight to talk about something we talked about maybe a month ago or so, which was the launch of Embers TV, a streaming platform for live fire content. So talk to me a little bit about the evolution of this and then how you're tapped to be a part of it. So our CEO, uh, Carlos Bradley, who his social medias are all uh, smoke and vine. Uh, he does a lot of barbecue content as well. And uh, he had reached out to me. He and I got together with another partner of ours and uh, started Rub City, which is our seasoning company, barbecue seasoning company. So uh, that's been about two years now that we've had Rub City. We're doing well. We've done everything, you know, marketing wise just through our socials. So we haven't really put a whole lot behind that in terms of marketing, you know, money and things like that. We're just kind of, you know, putting it in people's hands and, and doing it that way for now. Um, hope at some point to get into retail, but um, that's where the relationship started with Carlos. And he worked for a company called Som TV, uh, Sommelier for short, a niche wine lovers, you know, streaming platform. <laughs> and uh, they actually... I mean, they have a few hundred thousand subscribers, you know, to their service. Um, it's very niche, but dedicated uh, group, very much like people in barbecue, um, people in wine. And they actually produce docu-series. And I mean, just like we've been told by some detractors or even just people that have questions for us about it, like what separates you from me going on YouTube and typing, how can, how do I cook a pork butt? Yeah. Right. That's probably the biggest question we got. Like, are we going to see anything different than just tutorials? You could probably say the same thing about Som TV. Why can't I go in and just say what, what's the, what differentiates a Bordelais from this or that, you know, whatever, or Bordeaux, I'm talking food still, a Bordeaux from a Merlot or whatever, you know, you could find all the information you want on YouTube, but um, that's where we're going in terms of embers is very much like Som TV was. We're going to be doing docu series. We're starting a series uh, next month uh, called Firestorm, and the first section of that this is new news for you guys. Breaking um, Firestorm. Did you, say, did you say breaking news? <laughs> breaking news. Hold on. A barbecue Central Show I, I got exclusive news update. <laughs> I love Greg Ramper reporting for the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the city that breaks the most live fire breaking news across the nation, nay, the globe. And we go to South Jersey, where Matt Grork is breaking news for us right now. Go ahead, Matt. So Embers TV, the only place you will be able to get the new series, docu-series called Firestorm, Argentina is going to be our first installment and Carlos and Jeremy Yoder, who any of your fans watching have to know Jeremy Yoder. Um, I heard you talking about the, the, uh, the offset, uh, Frank that you were just talking to the Franklin pit. You know, I know Jeremy had one of those did a review, yep. um, all that stuff. I mean, everything offset. Jeremy's the guy, uh, Jeremy, Al Fragoni, they're going to Al Fragoni's homeland, Argentina, 
and they're going to be meeting with some of the best in open fire cooking out in in Argentina <laughs> for about two weeks and filming content the entire time. So that is going to be our first installment of a series docu series called Firestorm that will travel the world um, of barbecue. So talk about stepping outside of just the content you could get on YouTube, um, just like Som TV did. Som TV started to take advantage of the food and wine uh, pairings, and they did a docu-series called The Whole Animal and uh, actually won an Emmy uh, huh. for that. So um, there are huge things ahead. We have docu-series like that, like Firestorm, but we also are going to have master classes available um, we have different series and shows. We're going to get into competition. Shows. Um, you know, I heard Jess there. I, I've talked to Jess several times. Love her. Um, and I heard her mention, you know, you guys were talking about Beat Bobby Flay. But, you know, you can't turn on any food network and not have some sort of competition show. So yep. that is that is going to be ahead for Embers TV as well. Um, we're, we've had production companies reaching out to us to take on shows that they're that they're funding um, and run them on Embers TV. So uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff ahead. And, uh, you know, $5.99 a month, $59.99 for a year. Uh, more on that, you know, in a week buying coffee. Um, if you're a barbecue lover, it's, uh, it's the place you need to be. From a hierarchical <clears throat> standpoint, you have the... CEO that you were talking about, Carlos Bradley, and then all yep. the other, I'm going to say personalities, just to be generic. So you, Chud, you got Jeremy. How many people are like staked into this? And then are the other people just hired or is it a, a cut of subscription revenue every month? How's everybody compensated? So we have seven founders. All right. Seven of us founders, uh, Carlos Bradley, Marco, uh, who's uh, you have smoke and vine barbecue is Carlos, and then wood fire whiskey is Marco. I always mix them up because they're like the, the names are so similar. Um, and then you have Jeremy Yoder, Chud, me, Al Fragoni, and TFTI, Tone Ramirez. So uh, we are the seven, uh, seven founders, and then uh, obviously we have investors that you know, have backed us and supported us and have supported and run companies like this themselves, hence Som TV. Um, mm -hmm. So we have a, a blueprint of this that's been successful and uh, we're just transitioning this into barbecue world. So um, we've already had some some incredible talent on our, our platform. We've had uh, Chuck's Flavor Train, uh, Chuck Maddo, who was just on a barbecue brawl, speaking of Bobby Flay, uh, he did a backyard barbecue invite is Tone Ramirez's show on Embers, where he steps into the backyard of some of your favorite creators. Um, you know, Greg, we could get him in your backyard and, and you guys just throw down <laughs> some of your favorite food and shoot the shit and, and drink, drink some beers and whiskey and, you know, talk shop. And uh, he was able to do that with someone like Chuck, who was fresh off his... Uh, his second place win on barbecue brawl, yep. but I'll tell you, I was, you know, he should have won. <laughs> the guy made, he made, he made, he made a pork brisket. butt and a, he made a brisket in three and a half friggin' hours. Yeah. He was wow. very hot and fast. Um, I mean, you want to talk about a beautiful barbecue platter. He put that down. So, yeah. 
So it's uh, 60 bucks a month, as Matt said, if you are into the live fire genre at some place you want to be. You got documentaries coming down. It sounds like there's some contests that are going to be coming down. They're evidently going to be in my backyard at some point, which I was unfamiliar with. Yeah, yep, you got it. Forward to we, that. Were at the Windy, we were at the, uh, the Windy City Smokeout. Yep. Uh, they went to, so you'll see us at, at competition events, at festivals. We were just at the Q Barbecue Fest in Dallas. Um, so every time we go travel and we do an on-location shoot, whether it's a competition or a festival, we will flip that into you know something like a three-episode series um, that you'll be able to see on Embers as well. We also have uh, a podcast connected. Uh, that's available on all platforms uh, that you take in your podcast called the Smoke Show Podcast, which, Greg, I know you like that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I almost took that name. Remember so, when I was doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think mean, that's something I almost awesome trademarked story. that name, and that would have been crazy. I would have had to sue it. everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah. Sorry, um, boys. So, yeah, we have the podcast. <laughs> we have the podcast um, that, that too, and uh, I think... Uh, I actually think our next podcast episode that's coming out is uh, Jeremy Yoder sitting down and talking with Aaron Franklin. So, Well, you've said a tremendous amount here tonight, Matt, which I certainly appreciate. Love digging into the background. Uh, socially, you have 7,500 on the X. You have 153K on the Instas. YouTube at 757,000 subs and obviously TikTok at 3.5. So very popular. If you're not already subscribed to all of those, you should go ahead and do that. And then obviously subscribe. Listen, let me get, let me yeah. give everyone a little tip. Go ahead. Get your ass on, get your ass on Snapchat. All I'm, right. I'm sorry. I'm sleeping on Snapchat. Oh, no. Get on Snapchat. Yep, everybody's sleeping on Snapchat. I'm at about three hundred and fifty some thousand on Snapchat. Wow, so, you're kidding! And you want to you want to you want to talk about monetization? Um, they're early in the game, and mm-hmm. if you guys, anyone on here knows anything about the way these apps monetize, they friggin' fill your pockets really high, really fast, mm-hmm. and then once you get a lot, they drop it down. <laughs> so you know you got to get on Snapchat quick. All right. Um, it's 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 a platform that's paying out right now. I do have a, a Snapchat handle like everything at BBQ Central yep. Show. I use it zero times. Mm. I mean, I just never use it. I'm <laughs> so bad. I'm the worst. I suck at social media. They're so all bad. the same, Greg. They all they all have short form, and uh, you know, Snapchat has a Snapchat spotlight. TikTok has their short form. YouTube has shorts. Instagram has reels. Yeah. Facebook has reels. It's all the fucking same. Wow. And Snapchat came into the game too, and they're paying for views on on their spotlight. So all right. Well, spotlight it's there it for is. You. Aaron, spotlight it is. Yep. We're going to sign up Snapchat. Knock it out. All right. We're going to do it after the show. <laughs> uh, find Matt Grork over at his website, uh, GrorkBoysBBQ.com, and of course, Rub City. Dot com where you can get all the rubs. Matt, I really appreciate the time here this evening. Uh, outstanding debut. I love to have you back sooner than later if you're down for that. I'd love to. Listen, right. let me send you out. Can you can you hear the song? All right, Phillies are winning ten nothing. Oh so you're my looking god! At, uh, <laughs> you're you know, kidding. NLCS, holy dancing mo. on our own, baby! Wow, that's go Phillies! Go Phillies! There he is, Matt Gordon, right there. Let's Thank you, Matt. Unbelievable. 
I was wondering what the score of that game was because I know he was, uh, when we were sound checking at 8.30, he was like, let's do this quick because I want to see the <laughs> Phillies before I come back on. So glad to see that they are uh, well. I mean, the guards are well out. So like, who gives a shit what happened? I'm what? a Phillies fan. Why not? Right. How about them Browns? How about them Browns? <laughs> okay. I mean, you said it, not me. Uh, do I have anything else here this evening? No, I don't. So let me... Uh, clear out this queue real quick, and then we'll... Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his it's been opinion. A, it's been a show, Aaron. Then he actually has cooking. It's been a show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Ramsey. Yes. All right, we'll try again. Why not? And we're back. Oh, but we never left. So, now we will leave all the way back in the first hour. Who did we have? We let off the show with him, Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue, the website Go Big or Go BBQ.com. You can also find him moonlighting over at Mr. Brisket if you're going to be in the area. And then after Aaron's episode or uh, segment, we talked with Wes Wright from CookoutNews.com. And in the second hour, we had a chat quarterly with Jess Pryor, where she got the music question right again. I believe it is five in a row at this point, which is a legitimate win streak. And then we closed out the show with Matt Gork from Gork Boys Barbecue and co-founder of Rub City. That's GorkBoysBBQ.com and RubCity.com, respectively. Big show planned for you next week. We have Derek Riches coming in. We missed him last month. We have the Embedded Correspondents talking about and then inducting a brand new Barbecue Central Show's guest hall of fame. There's somebody at 914, but I'm not going to remember who it is off the top of my head, but that's all right. It's me again. It's you again? <laughs> all right. So how do I always leave you? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Gene Acasella from Port St. John, Florida, and you're listening to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. (laughs) 